Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of B-School. I'm so glad you are here. Today, we are doing a case study. All of the episodes, we call them living case studies, but today specifically, we're looking at my own changing relationship to Instagram and what I've learned recently. So let's go ahead and just get into it. When did I join Instagram? So I joined sometime in college, probably freshman or sophomore year, and I was pretty consistently on it. I think I took a few days off in 2018 or 2019. In 2019 was when I really started to realize that, ah, this is sucking a lot of my time and my attention, and I don't love how I'm relating to it. And so I started trying to set some boundaries. I started having conversations with friends. I did an event with two of my friends, Anna and Amelia, in 2019. I hosted my own event in 2019 and was starting to think about, okay, this is a space that I'm on a lot that isn't necessarily serving me, how can I relate to this better? Fast forward through 2020 when I felt like Instagram definitely became a place that I was checking more. It felt like in some ways more necessary because this was how I could connect to people being in a business where being visible to some extent has felt important. Instagram felt like my way to network because I couldn't go to networking events or conferences and all of these different things. And by the end of 2020, just all of the feelings that I'd been having around being on Instagram and wanting to check it all the time and wanting to optimize and grow and all of these things that you're supposed to be doing on Instagram, I was just tired of it. And so the final two weeks of 2020, I took most of that time off of Instagram, and that was my longest Instagram break in seven years or however long that I've been on Instagram. End of the year, I will admit it felt like a safe time. Other people take Instagram breaks at the end of the year. Maybe I couldn't post like an end of year recap, but I'd be fine, right? And for the first few days, I felt kind of twitchy as I would imagine you do anytime you quit something cold turkey that you're addicted to. And I would find myself just kind of picking up my phone and being realizing, oh, wait, I don't have Instagram on here anymore. I also noticed that I was still viewing the world through this lens of needing to document so that I could share or needing to snap something or arrange something just a little bit cuter so that it was it could be a piece of content. and. That, especially in the early days of this experiment, was still there for me. And so I move into these two weeks, and I think I did a little bit extra, and then it started to feel really good. I felt really free. I could remember some people who I was curious what they were sharing or what they were up to because I really valued their opinion. 
but I realized I didn't want to be on Instagram the same way that I was on Instagram before. And I had seen a lot of people who were quitting Instagram. And so that was something I considered. And for me right now, it doesn't feel right to completely divest from Instagram. Maybe it will in the future. But for now, I just wanted to be a little bit more boundaried in how I approached it. And even boundary feels, well, I was going to say that boundary feels strong, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's right. They're kind of permeable or flexible boundaries because I'm looking at, okay, I want Instagram to be a place where I can connect with some people. I can show some pieces of myself in my life, but I don't want to live my life vis-a-vis Instagram. These are the boundaries that I'm playing with right now, and then we'll get into what I've noticed, what I've learned in this time of being more boundaried. I delete Instagram after use. So I am on Instagram up to two times per day, and I try to be on Instagram if I have a reason. I want to post something or I DM'd someone the previous day. I want to see if they replied, not just to get on and scroll. And then each time I'm on Instagram, I delete it. So it's default setting is not being on my phone. And then I take the weekends off, which has been really lovely to just not have to worry about Instagram at all on the weekends. And then my intention is to take a week off each month. I did that last month. This month we'll see with doing a Kickstarter campaign, I might just take a couple weeks off after I finish the campaign in March. So we'll see. Or maybe I'll do two, three, or four day chunks. Again, this is a flexible boundary. I'm trying to see what feels right for me in any given moment and not get too dogmatic about it. So that's generally how I'm approaching it. Oh, and the other thing is I'm not forcing myself to create content. So I still oversee the content for Inner Workouts Instagram, but I have a teammate who manages comments and replies to people and all of that good stuff. And so I can do most things just through scheduling. For my personal Instagram, I was feeling pressure to need to share regularly, I guess. And I don't have that pressure anymore. Like if I have something to say, I'll say it. If not, I'm not going to say it. I don't need to do this just to make the algorithm gods happy. I don't live in service of Instagram. So what you might be curious is, okay, so you set these new boundaries. You've been at them for, I guess, about a month now. And what's changed? What have you noticed? Well, let me tell you. What I've noticed is how I've been so used to using Instagram as a way to get a quick pulse on people. So when I'm looking at partners to pitch or even journalists to pitch, being in any type of relationship, even if it's a business relationship, I notice that I'm going to that company's Instagram to get an idea of what is their engagement like? Do they have a community? Are people actually interested in what they have to say? Which is so curious. Even as I've been off of Instagram more, I'm still placing it as this this way that I can get a a measure of people in some way. So I'm noticing that. I don't have a clear solution. And to some extent, it is important to still know reach, especially when I'm looking from a partnership perspective. But I need to figure out how to not make that the first or the most important thing that I do. 
I also noticed that while this has faded significantly, I still feel primed to create content. I still will see something beautiful and feel like, oh, I should snap a picture of that. My dad bought me a gorgeous bouquet of flowers last week and I was like, well, it's not my time to be on Instagram, but I could just take a picture of them and then I could post it later next time I'm on. And it's just like, no, I can just appreciate that my dad bought me these gorgeous flowers that are sitting in the middle of the dining room table. And every time I eat a meal, I can be grateful for these. I don't need to show that to the world. My phone feels a lot more boring in a good way. Even before all of this stuff with Instagram, I try not to have a lot of apps on my phone. Like I don't have Twitter. um, I don't have the LinkedIn app. I don't have the Facebook app. So there's not a ton that I can check. Inner Workouts community is on Mighty Networks and there's a couple of other Mighty Networks communities that I'm on that I can check. But I'm even considering taking that off of my phone because sometimes it just feels like too much. So I'm not as attached to my phone. Yesterday, my phone died and I was like, well, who cares? Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Especially because what I, I can still get iMessage and stuff on my computer. And I was with Matt. So if there is a family emergency, someone could reach someone who could reach me. Yeah. So my phone feels a lot more boring. I'm not that interested in staring at it all the time. Another really cool thing is that I have time to process. So one of the things I noticed in being on Instagram so much is a current event would happen and then I'd feel like I needed to say something. And especially given the nature of the work I do in personal development and self-care, I'd feel the need to be this, this supportive voice, sometimes grounding, sometimes lovingly challenging people. And maybe I hadn't done the work that I needed to do to process grief or trauma or just look at everything going on and form an opinion. And now I feel like I have time to do that. I've had at least one instance where it was like, oh, I can turn this into an Instagram post. I have thoughts on this. And then it's like, oh no, this is for a newsletter or this is a blog post or this is a podcast episode. And so in having time to sit with things, I can switch to other places. I notice stuff a lot more. I have been really interested in looking at footprints in the snow recently, trying to think, okay, like what type of animal is this? This is a squirrel footprint. This is the cat that crosses the street sometimes. I'm really curious. um, The bottom of someone's shoes who walks in our neighborhood are so interesting. And I want to see what their boots look like. It's like there's, there's this cool thing going on with the ice and the snow. So I can tell that it's the same shoe, but it shows up slightly differently when it's the ice versus the snow. Like this is the stuff that I'm getting into because I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not scrolling or trying to multitask. I'm just in what I'm doing. That being said, if I want to be distracted, I will find a way to be distracted. And lately it's been looking at LinkedIn or Google Analytics, places where LinkedIn, I don't even know why I'm looking at it because most of the time people who are reaching out to me on LinkedIn are trying to sell me something. So it's not like a fun ping, but I will often have notifications when I check that or Google Analytics, see like, is someone on the website? What's going on there? It's I'm looking for instant gratification. I'm looking for distraction. And because I've gotten more boundaries around email and Instagram, then my brain is still looking for other ways to be distracted. So it's kind of like whack-a-mole in that way. Just because I've cut out two of my major distractions doesn't mean that 
I'm always as present as I want to be. The other thing that I'll say is that I am surprised pleasantly that I'm not really missing that much. And the things that I do miss that are important for me to know, I find out about. One of my friends got engaged and I didn't see it on Instagram and she announced it in a group chat and I felt so bad. Like I wasn't on Instagram. I didn't see this. And she was like, no, I knew that you weren't on Instagram. We had a call coming up. I wanted to tell you quote unquote face to face over Zoom so that we could share that moment together. Like it works out. Or even if there's someone who I follow who has an event, but I'm also on their email newsletter, I find out when I'm supposed to. And now I just don't know random facts about what you may have eaten for breakfast or what song you listened to as you were getting ready in the morning. And while those are lovely details to know, they, they aren't things that I need to know. So there's kind of a natural filtering that happens in the process for me of not being on Instagram as often. And the other thing I noticed is that a lot of people want the same thing. A lot of people want to be on Instagram less. They're feeling a little bit the term that I've heard is a necessary evil because I'm friends with people or acquaintances with people who create content, whether it's podcasts or they're writers or they're business owners. And so they feel like they have to be on Instagram, but they don't like how it's controlling them. So that's where I'm at. That's what I'm working on. It's still in process. I feel a lot better though. I finished reading two books this weekend and I'll probably finish reading another book tonight. And I have like a hobby and I I don't know, it just feels really sweet to be living my life not through the gaze of other people in the way that I had been for so long and had felt like I had to. This is a big thing is that I realized a lot of what I was telling myself about what it meant to be a business owner, someone who creates content in this world, especially in a COVID world, that you can do that without being on Instagram all the time. So I would encourage you to really play with boundaries. Do it like me, where it's flexible. You can see what fits, what doesn't fit, what you're missing, what you're not missing, and then play from there. If you're listening to this, especially, and you're like, this sounds terrifying, you probably are the exact person who needs to try this out if it sounds terrifying. And what I would say to you is just try a day. Take a Sunday off and see how it is. Try two hours if a day is too intimidating. Two hours without your phone on a Sunday afternoon and just see how it feels. Come back on. See what you missed. Probably not that much. And then wait from there. So this is possible. I did not think I would be ever recording an episode like this because I didn't think I could get to a place where I had this. And the last thing I, w- I will add before we close it out is that it's also embarrassing because I'm still on stories three or four days a week. And it probably looks to some people like I'm on Instagram just as much because I was spending so much time like wasting time scrolling and doing all of this stuff that was not serving me. So you can still be there and serve your audience and engage with your audience and it will be different. That's like my my guilty confession, I guess, is that it's embarrassing the fact that I can still show up in much the same way, but be still be spending so much less time on Instagram. To close it out, if you haven't heard, we are we in our workout is launching a Kickstarter for a new product called Instead, which is a card deck that you can pull from instead of scrolling. 
it's been such a beautiful collaborative process to build it. And I'm excited for you to be able to try it. It goes live on Tuesday, February 16th. If you go to innerworkout.co slash Kickstarter or taylorelease.com slash Kickstarter, we'll take you to the same place where you can get notified and you can support the Kickstarter. I'm excited to be using it. I just got the prototype deck and I'm going to use it to help me stop checking LinkedIn and Google Analytics all the time. Like those are exciting places anyway. Well, thank you so much for listening and I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.